Big Daddy Brock. Hey, hey Buddis. What's going on? How are you? Hanging in there, you know. We're uh, we're doing this on Microsoft Teams now, huh? Well, the uh, powers that be at my company switched uh, switched to Teams. So um, since we mooch off of them, so is Brock and Dub. All right, fair enough. I'm gonna grab my crying son here really quick. Yep, there's somebody crying. Go ahead, go ahead. This podcast uh, in no way endorses Microsoft Teams, though. I mean, we're not sponsored by them, of course. Uh, not yet. I've never used Microsoft Teams before. This is my first time. Are you a fan? I think so. Um, we use Zoom for everything at work when we've had to you know, do virtual stuff. I think Microsoft Teams kind of won the pandemic. Okay. I feel like... You know, Skype should have been, should have had the infrastructure to win, but we used to have it at the start, and it sucked. And then I've never really been impressed by um, Zoom either, so yeah, I like Teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, as as just little ant workers, we don't have a say in what goes down. So, you know, you're just like, hey, we're using Zoom, okay. And you get you guys probably do stuff a lot more than like virtually than than I had to do. So like are you we all, like I only had to teach one week using Zoom. Most of the most of the Zoom stuff. Yeah, we were in person the whole year. Most of the Zoom stuff we did was just like teacher meetings. So you know. So you're completely done with Zoom teaching now. Yeah, I mean, all the only Zoom teaching I ever did was one week after Thanksgiving. Well, I know that some schools, like, they have kids with anti-vaxxer parents. They're, I think, mm-hmm. just saying don't come to school unless yeah. unless you're wearing a mask at all times. Um, so I think some, I think Madison schools still offer it. Yeah, we're offering online school again this year, um, I think, just, just because, but... I think most of the kids that have done that were either a seniors who are just like, I'm done with school. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I can do this from my house and graduate. You know, these are, those are like seniors that, you know, maybe they don't do sports. They just want to go. They just want to get into the workforce and start making money. And I totally mm-hmm. get it. Like if you have no connection, yeah, why not? Like I'll finish up my last 12 credits at home and work 40 hours a week or something. That would have uh, been pretty tempting to me in high school, I think. 
<clears throat> yeah, because I mean, the the thing is, is like ours wasn't even the online kids didn't have to do like Zoom classes. Mm-hmm. We paid for a program where basically it was self paced. They just did stuff on their own. I don't think it was probably a very good education. Nope, not at but all. But like, you know, if you were like an 18 year old who, like I said, was just like, I just want to be done, it probably yeah. wasn't a bad option. And then the other kids that did online, I mean, there definitely were online kids that were like, had parents that didn't want them going. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have health issues or something. I can think of like one student who has cystic fibrosis. Right. That's, that's the long one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, if they were to get COVID, that's probably like game over, I'm guessing. But uh, there definitely were other kids that are doing online that just hate school and they know like, but starting this year, if you're not like if you choose online and you're not passing your classes, they're making you come back in person because I think what they found, there was a lot of kids that failed last year. Oh, I mean, like a lot, like a lot of kids that just were like, I'm doing the online. I don't have to ever go to school Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to do this self paced because I'm, you know, you're, I'm a procrastinator. I'm not going to do it. So like literally, literally offering summer school this year for every single class you could think of. And they're probably Mm going to be offering summer school for every one of those classes for like the next three years, because there's going to be kids for the next three years who are probably credit deficient. So they're, they're clamping down this year. We're like, you can start online, but if six weeks in, you haven't done squat, you're coming back in person. I'd have been screwed. I had a 2.9 GPA while going to school. And now uh, you're essentially taking away all accountability by allowing me to uh, go at my own pace at home. Uh, that would have been a problem. Yeah. I mean, I saw it even with, so almost the entire year, except for, I think like in March we started, we went back full time. But I mean, for most of the year we did hybrid, which was kids went every other day. So there's A day, B day. Mm-hmm. So some weeks you would go to school only two days in person. And then the other week you'd go three days. They rotated Fridays. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw it just with those kids where when they weren't in the build, like if they were in the building, they were fine. It was a normal school day. But when they weren't at home or when they were at home, they treated it like it was a weekend. They didn't do stuff at home. Like you could not, the kids didn't realize that like, even though you're at home on these days, it's still technically a school day. Like you're supposed to be checking in and doing stuff. Yeah. So, and there's nothing to do outside of your home anyways. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like I, I was a better student than you as far as like, Confirmed. I, I wasn't yep. I wasn't smarter. Debatable. I just I played the game of school better. Like you were just like, I'm not gonna turn this homework assignment in. Like it's stupid. I'm not gonna do it. And I'm gonna or <laughs> you know, or you were just like, <clears throat> that I'm not gonna sense. study and I'm gonna get like a yeah. D and I'm fine. I played the game of school, which was like I I know that this homework assignment's redundant or stupid, but I gotta do it because I gotta get a good grade. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. it wasn't that I was smarter. I just played the game better, I guess, or cared. And I don't know, like you, you, you cared. Just... Oh, for, for sure. You cared more. Um, for me, it was just, yeah, straight procrastination. I knew that, okay, I could not turn this homework in. I could get a zero. I'll be rocking a D with like a month to go. Then I can get that baby up for a C and I'll be golden. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no <laughs> protest element to it. You can, re- you can break down students so easily like 
there are so many double A he's out there that like are just like I'm smart. I know I can do it. But like I don't know. Like I'd rather just like do this thing. I'd rather play video games. Like don't worry, mom. I'll I'll pass. Like it's cool. How I thought I could ever graduate college, I'll I'll never know. But uh, what the hell was I getting at? I don't know, man. Zoom. Just yeah, I don't know. Just the online classes and stuff. It was just it it did not go well. Um. But anyways, hey, we're we're uh, hey. we're pod we're podding. <clears throat> we're podding. It's been a it's been a minute. Episode one thirty eight. It's been. Yeah, I just checked it. I think it was 1.30. Our last podcast was April 2nd. It was our Easter edition. Okay. It's been good, three months. Good three months. It's been really hard to get you on the line. Yeah, it's definitely been my fault uh, and not the guy with two children, as you're currently holding a, a soothing one right com- now. I think it's a combination. Yeah, I'm having a new glare spotted well, cow. It definitely because, is. A, because, it's a combination uh, because... The world has kind of opened up a little bit, so I yeah. find myself sometimes out and about on a Sunday afternoon. We're both a little bit busier. Um, We're both I've started, men of the world. Yeah, and like you know, football's football's in full force for me now. I'm doing weight room Tuesday nights. We're starting to do summer practices. I mean, full on season will start here in three weeks. I'm actually back at school in a month. August eleventh or twelfth is my first day back. Yeah, I would just like to know. I bring this up every year. So I have about an eight-week break this year, and I get that's a lot of time still. Um, but, like, Minter Point gets, like, a full three months off. But, so I got eight weeks. I mean, my wife gets six weeks of vacation. So, like uh, – For what? For her job. She just gets six – Yeah. How many days is that? She gets to, like, carry over, like, ten days a year. That's 30 days, right? No, it, Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And she's working two days from home now permanently. So, like, hey, I'm all for it. But I just want everybody to know when they talk about teachers having sweet perks, I'm finding more and more there's a lot of other jobs with people that also had pretty sweet perks, too. Oh, for sure. The the whole, like, oh, you get summers off thing is a little bit exaggerated. I'm sorry, what's Carrie going on? Uh, you know, she's given the whole spiel of, like, I had to work really hard to last, you know, eight 11 years, years, 11 years to build this, you know, perk up, and I got summers starting. Yada, 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 yeah, 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 stuff yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think with the with the teaching stuff, so much of that is, I mean, adults will make the jokes, but also kids. Yeah. You know, looking at Rita Crotty or Dave Leahy that had those summers off, and it did seem like it was endless but yeah you know the teachers also aren't paid well so Rita Crotty worked for the the city park and uh Dave Leahy was doing ag teacher shit throughout the year so yeah it's I mean nothing's as glamorous as it seems as a kid right. adulthood can you hear me chomping on a grape I don't think so okay good I'm just eating this giant bowl of grapes sure that's a the broth while drinking a spotty cow Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was, you know, I've obviously been busy with two kids. We uh, we've been remodeling our kitchen since April, hmm. like a full, like full remodel, like sure. like we we gutted everything. Um, and that, so that's been an adventure. We still don't have our sink 
our countertops or our dishwasher hooked up. We've so been just we, washing dishes in the shower. Washing dishes in our our half bathroom here, right off the kitchen. We remodeled we remodeled that room too, so we're doing dishes in the new vanity sink that we got. Damn, dude. Yes, I mean like it's it's been uh, it's been an adventure. So like that was also taking up a lot of my time because like I did all the demo stuff. We hired a contractor to do like the install of everything, but I mean I'm still like I still need to paint like the trim boards. The countertops are supposed to be coming in this week. Like it's been basically everything's backlogged because of well they blame COVID right? Like everybody's been building well, the whole- and stuff. The lumber supply chain yeah so like our cabinets came like two weeks later than they were supposed to um menards ordered us the wrong sink base so the sink base was not big enough to hold the sink that we bought and we bought all of that from menards and like i go back to menards i'm like yo you you gave us menards what is this yeah i was like you gave us the wrong sink base and he's he basically this wouldn't happen at lowe's yeah. He's like, well, he admitted it. And then he's like, well, you can either order the right sink base. And he's like, but that's going to be another six weeks wait time just for one cabinet. Like if you order, if you ordered $6,000 worth of cabinets or a hundred dollars worth of cabinets, it's a six week wait time, no matter what, no matter if you order one thing or 12 things, he's like, or you can try to find a smaller sink. So I was like, well, I guess I'll find a smaller sink because I'm not, I can't wait six more weeks, you know, and it was a hell of a time trying to find it. Cause basically if you can't get stuff right now, if you can't get stuff in the store, then you better expect to wait like weeks to get it. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't walk out of the store that day with it in hand, you better expect to wait weeks for it to come in. Um, our countertops they give you like a template to make sure everything fits. Well, we had to get a new sink. So we had to get a new template that pushed back the countertops even more shit and our sinks and undermount. So it like sits underneath the countertops. We did like quartz countertops. And so you have to have the sink before you can install the cat or the countertops. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait to like get the sink stuff figured out before, you know, and then now the countertops, like that's another like six weeks, you know? So, Literally, we started this like March, April, and I had made the comment to Carrie once things started kind of getting goofed up. I was like, we might not have a sink in the kitchen till like August. And this mm. was back in like May. And she thought out, she was like, shut up, don't say that. I'm like, just think about the times. Like, it's going to be six weeks for this still. It's going to be, and legitimately, we're rolling up on mid July and we still don't have, like, it might be damn near September before this <clears throat> kit, this kitchen's like, fully usable again you know we all have to make sacrifices in these times um the sink we bought yep came with a scuff mark on it oh those bitches couldn't be couldn't be you know chamoed out well we i tried some stuff it it's a porcelain like white sink so it's just there so then we had to have this you know internal discussion right of like do you return this (laughs) <laughs> and then like wait another you know fucking like four weeks because i assume you don't give a shit if there's a scuff mark on it well i did like, i mean you would have had to look at it forever here's my, here's my big thing and i know this is maybe like an old person thing but like 
when I pay money for shit, like I want it to be good, right? So like the van, the vanity sink we bought, it was a cheap one from Home Depot. There was a chip in the vanity when we got it, and it was yeah, you get what you pay for, but it's like there's so many things, and I know you've never experienced this because you've just always rented, but when you remodel stuff, there are so many things that I just feel like never pan out. And I always feel like I'm paying goddamn money for this. The least you could do is give me a sink that doesn't have a scuff in it or a chip in it, you know? I mean, nothing's perfect. I get every remodel job is not perfect. But I don't know. Maybe maybe my expectations are too high, but when you spend money, you're just like, I don't know. So that's that's been my adventure the last like few you know few months too while we haven't been podding. Yeah, mine has just been um, alcohol. Um, I don't know. It's probably been two months maybe since yeah the no about like six weeks since uh, the mask mandate has been lifted in Madison, but I was. You know, still seeing friends probably a couple of weeks before that, uh, just doing the patio scene. But now that, you know, people feel comfortable and Dane County is just about at uh, herd immunity now, I think we're like, I think we're almost 70% fully vaccinated. And that's including like babies too. Yeah, we're at 68%. Yeah. Until um, Grant County's not at that. Uh, Grant County, no, they're at uh, 44%. Yep. Or you are in Iowa County, 57. And, you know, like, if you want to go to a bar, you know, you you can pay attention to the 18 plus. There, Dane County is 80%. Grant County is 54%. Yeah. So we we are bumping up into the dipshit barrier. We fit the, we fit, yeah, we fit the wall, right? Like, yeah. Pretty much anybody that was going to get the vaccine has gotten it. I would say with few exceptions, you know, there are the the people that are afraid to take a day off of work. You know, if they're going to get sick from this um, vaccine, which almost everybody does, uh, if they're employed, you know, if if they work for a shitty employer that isn't going to give them that day, you know, they can't wrangle daycare. What You know, there can be reasons, but I feel like by and large, um, it's the dipshit population that's hurting us. Did you have side effects? So the first shot, I got a little sick. Well, no, I, I should say it felt like a mini COVID, you know, because I had it back in January and the, the symptoms just felt really familiar. And I had the Moderna one. And so talking to other people who had COVID, they got Moderna. And I think it was true for the Pfizer one as well. If you had COVID, it was the first shot that okay. messed you up. Uh, the second shot was nothing. I, I remember... Um, I took the day off as a, as a precaution, but I, I went to the gym the next day. Yeah. yeah. Nothing bothered me. I didn't have anything. I had, I got Pfizer. First shot, I had a sore arm the next day, like you would, I feel like, with any vaccine. Everybody had that, yeah. And the second shot, I had an even sore arm, and that was it. I went to work the next day. I was fine. I will say I, I had kind of like a little headache, but... I can't chalk that up to the vaccine per se because it could have just been, you know, anything. So maybe I was one of the lucky ones. 
Carrie got Carrie got uh, a bit wiped out from the second one. Nothing too crazy, but um, it sounds like young females were the ones that had the biggest side effects. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Johnson and Johnson one only affected females, but that was a yeah. more serious thing. But yeah, I don't know. The last time we spoke, that was three three months ago. Uh, things were looking up. I remember, yeah. you know, we were at, at the rate that we were going, which obviously we know now was not sustainable, but we were looking at like 90% uh, vaccination by sometime this summer. Yeah. And now we're looking at sometime next summer. If, yeah, if we can do that, it's probably going to flatline before. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know where we're going to, you know, I'm vaccinated. My family's vaccinated. And I know like that, you know, we got the Delta variant out there and this isn't, this isn't gone away. I got to remind myself of that. Cause like, since I've been vaccinated, I've kind of just had that mentality of like, I'm safe. And, yeah. and I, I mean, I mean, I am but, like, I can still contract it. I could like, I had to wear a mask. Uh, I went to the dermatologist just for a routine skin check this week. It's the first time I had to put a mask on in probably two months. Like yeah. it was weird to me to put a mask back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie and I have gone to bars. We went to a bar this past Friday. We went to that Mallards game. I'm going to a. F- I'm anticipating a full packed Lambeau Field in about a month for a Packers preseason game. Like, so I'm not afraid to go do these things. Um, I probably should be a little bit more vigilant, but I have I haven't necessarily been. Um, well, I mean, I mean the, the people that are really getting sick, right? The people that are still dying are the people that aren't getting vaccinated. Yeah, um, the numbers coming out are crazy. Like they'll they'll highlight a particular county or hospital or something, and of the people who are dying of COVID today, over ninety nine percent of them, the number it's like the last one I saw was like ninety nine point two percent are unvaccinated. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we those of us who have gotten vaccinated should be vigilant, but also like we did our part, we got vaccinated. So right off the bat, you know, your odds of contracting COVID again are, uh, have been drastically reduced. Yeah. Uh, the odds of you getting COVID and getting sick is reduced and, and getting sick and dying is drastically reduced. Um, you know, plus in my case, but in a lot of our cases, Dane County's done so well with vaccinations. I feel you know, I know that the people that are in the bar with me, 80% of them, or if not more, are going to be vaccinated also. So, right. It, you know, we can live our lives again. Uh, that we did our part. So that's that's how I feel about it. Word, um, homie. Did you ever, um, did you have any like long lasting COVID effects? I don't think so. Um, like after a few weeks, you were just like kind of back to normal? From the moment I first had a symptom, I think two weeks later, I felt fine, just completely fine. Um, I had friends who lost their taste of or their sense of uh, taste and smell for like five, six weeks after the fact. That sounds awful. Uh, One dude I was talking to, one of his friends, um, anytime he drinks a beer, it still doesn't taste right. Really? Which would suck. But, I mean, um, you don't like eating food, so the fact that you wouldn't be able to taste food. Not that I don't like deal. eating food. You eat plain I, chicken and plain rice. Like, there's no right, taste I, to that. It's it's that I don't give a shit about it. Right. Um, you might be the only person I know that, like, 
finds eating food annoying. No, it's not that. It's didn't you tweet food. one day how you find food like you find eating boring or something? No, no, no. I find I what did I say? I find food just so uninteresting. Uninteresting. Something, something like that. Number one, I don't like cooking. There's no amount of food. There's a tipping point where like the amount of cooking you have to do for how great it tastes. Like it's it's so low for me. So like, if you went to like a big holiday or a big family like potluck, are you not like itching to like just chow down on some delicious food? Oh hell, like you... I know when food tastes good. Like of course, like Leahy Thanksgiving, I'm going to town and I'm loving every minute of it. I will never cook that stuff because it's not worth it. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, but I'm glad that somebody else did. Sure. So your your libido bounced back after COVID. Um, I don't know that it ever took a hit. Okay. Well, you know, some of these long haulers, they said, like, uh, the sex, like, erectile dysfunction and stuff for men. Ser- no, I'm not. I'm Seriously. I, I know, but you're bringing it up to me, which is. There, well, you know, you're the, uh, what's the, uh, like, renaissance word for playboy? Uh, I don't uh, uh, What the word be? Casanova? Yeah, Casanova. I mean, you're the resident Casanova of the podcast, so like. Well, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> I mean, I just read, you know, I get, I, I uh, subscribe to Men's Health magazine, mm. and they had an article about long haulers, and so there was a list of like, here's things that people are reporting that they've, you know, are still struggling with months after having COVID. One of them was like sex drive, and I immediately thought, I hope my buddy Dub has not had any issues with that not that you would admit it to me here uh, you know what no, no no this is a this is a safe place i would admit it <laughs> if uh if i had a problem so i had a few different people just over the course of the past few months uh begging us to not begging us but asking mm, we, when, you can say it begging us to to record yeah. again yeah i always find it just interesting that there's actually people out there that are like, when are you guys recording again? I mean, it's usually people we know. Yeah. And it's, and, but like, there's, there's always a couple people that like say something to either Carrie or myself personally. And I'm like, I'm actually surprised they listen to that. Or I'm actually surprised, not that maybe they're surprised they listen, but that they even care enough where they're like, are you guys going to record again? Um, yeah, I, I haven't thought about it for years, but like, when was the last time that you checked how many views an episode gets? It's been quite a while. Like, I, I, I will have random moments where I'm just maybe sitting on the couch. I'll be like, I should check our email, <laughs> or I should get on SoundCloud and just check like, what are our stats for, for the past month? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we I haven't cared for, about it for years, yeah. but I, I know that there's like five people who yeah. listen to every episode, and so. Yeah, I do want to put an episode out for them, but I, I also am always surprised where somebody says, "Hey, yeah, well, it's been so long since you've done an episode." And I'm like, "You listen to this? <laughs> yeah. All right. I, yeah, I guess we'll have to get back yeah. at it." Well, it's funny too. Like, there's and then there's some people that maybe don't listen all the time. Like, so like Dan Hammer, I think mm. I mentioned this. To you. He, he lives here in Point, and uh, he's from Garlington originally. He'd like to come on the podcast sometime. He's a uh, a a sensible conservative, I'll say. Yeah. He would disagree with you on a lot of things, but he's not. Uh, I don't think he's like you know, 
far right Tucker Carlson kind of, you know, conservative. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's, he there's, mentioned there's plenty of conservatives like we're going to we're going to disagree on 90 percent. But as long as yeah. you're not QAnon, like you're all right with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he was telling me one day, like we we do sand vol- play sand volleyball together. He's like, yeah, I came across you. I've listened to a couple of your guys' episodes. Like I'm just like, oh, like <laughs> even, you know, people like that where it's like even if they've listened to a couple, I'm like, oh, so you've actually spent some time listening to it, you know. Anyways, he wants to come on and just uh, have a political discourse with you, and I'll moderate it sometime. But uh, sure. the the guys I coach football with, they still are asking why they haven't been on yet as guests. You know, I'm like, you're you're in charge of booking. Well, that's true. I want to get Otis on here and talk about men's basketball drama. I doubt he can do that. <laughs> I always thought that we would have guests on more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it would give us more purpose as far as like or direction, you know, like a lot of podcasts, too. They'll do like different segments in their episodes. We don't do segments. We did Florida Man for a while, but really it's just nonsense bantering. But yeah. I always thought we'd bring on like just some guests and just like dive into whatever world they live in, whether it's their professional job or whatever, you know. Well, I think in the early days and, you know, now that it's safe to do so, I don't think we'll ever return to you and me doing this in person. Not unless uh, you go hungry. Well, I'm always hungry, but like <clears throat> the quality of this audio and now that we all have the the laptop or the, you know, the headphones where yeah. we can do this regularly, um it you know, it'll be easier to get people on the show if they want to um do I mean, it digitally. I think mo- like I think a lot I mean, obviously COVID kind of pushed it this way, but I think any big time podcast you listen to does does it this way. Yeah, I mean, there's still ones that like bring hosts into a studio, but I think almost every podcast you listen to probably had to do it because of COVID, but we'll probably continue to do it this way. Let's just do it virtually. Like it saves you drive time. Mm-hmm. We can do it literally any time that we're free. Just, you know, hop on and do this. Um, yeah, the only thing you're missing out on is is literally just Carrie's cooking. Yeah. Which right, right now without a full kitchen, she's not doing that. So, right. So you're not missing anything right now. Missing the children. Yeah. Yeah. They miss you too. Felix is already huge. Yeah, he'll be he'll be six months here. Dub is currently looking out his window like he like he does. Like it's so nice old, out, man. Lady. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get out there and read. I mowed the grass today. It is perfect July weather. And this is not typical July weather. No, it's nice. Sleeping's been great the last couple nights. It's, it's been pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to try, right, to, to record every Sunday, most Sundays if we can. That'll be a day that we've both kind of agreed we can – the weekends yeah. are best. Weekends are weekends are going to be best. The other issue is you go to bed earlier. I do. Because you wake up at the crack gas to don work out and and i'm Before not putting dawn. yeah and i'm not putting kids to bed till like 8 8 30 and so i could pod really any night but it'd have to be at like 10 o'clock and you're like no man i'm I am, in bed at that yeah i'm asleep at 10 o'clock. yeah yeah 
you know, you, you always hear about, like, okay, once you start having kids, right, you're exhausted and, like, you're just tired. That might be true, but you go to bed later as a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was, before Felix was born, like, when it was just Margo or even before Margo, yeah, we'd be in bed pretty early, too. Like, I'd say normally we'd be in bed, it might be 8.39. We'll probably put something on the TV in the bedroom and watch TV, but we're still laying in bed. Now it's like, okay, Margo's finally asleep. It's 9, 9.30. I've got to go do an hour of dishes downstairs, or I've got to clean. i got to tidy up the living room, or Felix is still awake, so Carrie's, like, you know, feeding him or something. Like, by the time you actually get to bed. An hour might, of dishes. Yeah, because it's probably been dishes that have been building up for, like, a week. Yeah. And we don't have a dishwasher, so, you know, uh, there's always something. Because there's all these little chores that you can't do while the kids are awake. Mm-hmm. So, so I could yeah. pod, I could pod, but like you actually, the one without kids is the one that's in bed at like eight thirty. Four a.m. comes early, man. I've been doing it for. You're dedicated. Six, I've been doing it for like six years now, and not a single time has it been easy waking up. It, it has. It hasn't become routine. It's the routine, but it but you, hurts. You haven't got used to it. It hurts every morning. So there's been a lot that's occurred over that. the last three months. Um, we had Easter in, in April. Um, that's the biggest thing, for sure. Anything else happen in April? Oh, I, you, yeah, you can't ask me to recall shit okay. that happened. All right, no pass that. Then we entered May. Mm-hmm. Um, May was Memorial Day, and mm-hmm. and baseball was going on. Um, I can't think of anything else that happened in May. It started getting nice, and the city came alive, which was nice. Yep, we came up to the farmers market in Madison. It was actually, I think, the last. It was the last weekend they did it at the Alliance Center. Um, which I kind of, do you ever, do you go to the farmer's market a lot? I did once or twice. It's just a clusterfuck. Like it's just too packed. Can't do it. So what I was going to get at was I actually liked it at the Alliance center because sure. I think some of it was just COVID, but they had everything spaced out more Yeah. and it was in the parking lot and you kind of just would go, you do kind of this up and down the aisle kind of thing. Yeah. Cause I agree with you when it's at the square, don't get me wrong at the squares it's nice because it's just you know it's a nice setting Mm -hmm. but it is a cluster like it's tighter you move at a slower pace if you've got a stroller you feel like you're just taking up a bunch of space Mm -hmm. the alliance center was actually kind of nice yeah and they do a couple smaller ones throughout madison also i think hilldale they do one i've never checked those out i would rather do those for sure You you seem like a farmer market kind of guy I would be, you know, they, they, you know, especially if bars are right there with patios, you can stop and hang out, get food. It's a fun little time, but like I would, you know, when I would maybe do one lap around the farmer's market, get too pissed off and then go off on a side street where there's like a, yeah. a bar. There's something about when you go to a farmer's market, you just get that, uh, I don't know, hippie feel in a good way. Like when I go yeah. to a farmer's market and I'm like buying local food, I'm like, 
I'm not a healthy person, but I feel healthy right now. Oh, this like I, this, this hand soap has <laughs> hemp in it? Yeah, I'll get that. <laughs> You just get all the buzzwords, locally sourced and free mm, Organic, vegan, GMO-free. Oh. Yeah. Those things are contradictory. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's it's pretty great. But uh, also, we're like seven weeks out from Badger Saturday, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in the minority, I know, but I'm just kind of done with summer. I'm ready for fall. Yeah, you know, I don't... Uh... I love summer, obviously, because that's the time period that I am off work. Um, it really hasn't been too bad of a summer. We haven't had, like, excruciating hot days. I'm sorry? We've had some hot days, but not, like... We had, like, 10 straight days of 90s and no rain. Well, I mean, we, we haven't it's had a end lot of, of rain. June. But, yeah, but I guess in my mind, like, I, I can think of summers where we've had, like... 100 degree days in a row where it was just like god awful uh, those uh, last couple weeks in june were i feel like we've had some nice cool day stretches too i mean there was there were some days in june where we were like down in the 40s at night oh i, mean, I could care less about what happens at night it's just uh we lost our air conditioning for uh like a day and a half well that's so, a you problem that's not a me problem sure but you know it being 98 degrees outside, um, I think had something to do with it. Huge Nick Lachey fan. Yes. Drew Lachey. Drew Lachey. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Fall is my favorite season as well. It's also the, the shortest um, season that we get here in the Midwest. Because I would say spring's a pretty close second the, there. The shortest good season. Spring right is just like rain. There's a couple weeks of dog shit, yeah. Like you, th- that G spot, that money spot in 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 fall, where it's like <laughs> dry, sunny, fifty eight, pants. Jeans and a sweatshirt is just the most comfortable thing. You get that for like a week, maybe two if you're lucky. And then because it's either butted up with still excruciatingly hot days in September. And mm-hmm. even those you get some random 80 degree days in October. And then all of a sudden, like there's snow. Like you get in Wisconsin, there might be a two week window if you're lucky. Where it's just glorious. And you better hope that Wisconsin has a home game on those days. Yeah, even when it's frigid, I don't mind. Like, cold, I would much rather freeze my ass off than sweat my face off. Yeah. So you're ready for fall. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't wish the days away, my friend. I will say, after the 4th of July hits... There is a, an accompanying uh, slow depression that seeps into me <laughs> because I feel like after the fourth summer is on a downhill spiral. Definitely, as the day. June is for me sure. like J- June is the month, and it's not just because my birthday is there, but like I'm usually finishing up work in early June, so there's that excitement of being done. And June is also just like, I feel like everybody is 
pumped about summer starting. So there's just lots of like outdoor stuff happening. Yeah. I told Carrie the other day, I, and I think you disagree with me because I think you love the fourth and I do too, but I would, I find Memorial week, Memorial day weekend, much more exciting than 4th of July. And it's not because there's maybe more stuff going on, but I think there's so much more excitement around Memorial Day weekend. Everyone's like, summer's just starting. People are out on boats. People are doing yard grill outs and like get togethers. Like there's just that, there's the newness of summer is here. Yeah. I mean, Memorial Day, this will sound bad, but it has no significance to me Uh for for me. Um, So it's just that holiday with a three-day weekend so yeah that is that is absolutely lovely that's usually when the weather is most perfect in wisconsin you know late may maybe we'll be into some 70s low 80s uh yeah and the fourth of july for me is just about coming home seeing the high school crew seeing family right um so i could i could trade either or it was, you know, it yeah. was that optimism was compounded this year because, you know, things were opening up for the first time in a year and a half. So right. you're able to do so much more with people you haven't seen in ages. So I think Memorial Day, me and my buddy Sean just went out day drinking and it was amazing. Just drank yeah. like margaritas all day. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm I'm with you that Memorial Day is awesome. It has nothing to do with Memorial Day itself. It's just it's, right. it's on like the perfect time of the year. For right. Wisconsin. But yeah, once the fourth hits, then it's like, oh, shit, like. School's almost a month away. Football's getting ready. Not that I don't want these things to happen, but it, you just start that get that realization like, all right, we're reeling it back in. Yeah, I get that for you. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> the closer we get to fall, the better for me, man. Yeah. I just, and again, I'm in the minority and maybe it's because I'm Irish, but like overcast, cloudy days. Yeah. 58 degrees. I, I, yeah, water, I, so. I agree with you. There's, there's an, even as a teacher, um, and that's, you know, maybe something that for all you other common folk workers, <laughs> plebeians. You, yeah. I mean, you guys work year round, so like your careers maybe aren't defined by seasons per se. Whereas, like for me, if you say you know fall, it's like I'm coaching football, school starting. You know, if you say winter, I'm I'm thinking like snow days and Christmas break. You know, when you say spring, you know, there's spring break and there's you know I can define it by school functions and stuff. Um, I do find fall probably the most nostalgic, like even teaching, like give me a just classic fall Friday where I get to show up to school and teach in jeans and a hooded sweatshirt. You can still have the windows open in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, football game that night. There's college football game. There's a high school football game that night. You maybe the night before watched the NFL or college. You've got maybe a Badger Saturday on that Saturday or whatever. You know, you're going to a buddy's house to watch the Packer game on Sunday. Like, there's just more. Uh, it's more Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Fall definitely is. I can see that. 
Whereas so, like you, 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 you mentioned April to me and I'm thinking that's the longest goddamn month of the school year. Cause we have no days off. It's yeah. rainy. It's, you know, there's this mucky month, like early uh, April sucks. Everybody's sure. like, God dang, like the school year is getting close to the end, but we still have like eight weeks left. And like, that reminds me sucks. of, that reminds me of like April track meets where you're just <laughs> yeah. freezing your ass off in your short shorts. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I totally get that. The, the seasons definitely define certain things, but uh, um, how's how's politics been lately? Boy, Again, three like, months. Can you can you give our listeners a three month breakdown of what's been going on in the country? I can tell you one thing. I couldn't tell you what the hell Donald Trump's doing because I haven't heard boo about him, and it's been pretty sweet. It's been great, but he's starting to do the rallies again. So there's 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 news. Uh, again, like the the COVID stuff. Three months ago, I was feeling pretty good about the Biden administration. Um, they they passed the COVID relief bill, doing this and that. You know, shades of of progressivism. Completely done with the guy now. Um, is you know, I will never regret my vote. He is better than Donald Trump, and you know, just a Democrat being there is going to save lives. You know, that's no trivial thing. But he's doing the same thing. He's doing he's doing even less than Obama did. I feel in that moderation, man. It 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 serves nobody. Mm-hmm. Um. So he has, you know, he's still saying that that weed should be illegal. Um, he has completely abandoned his promise to um, forgive student loan debt by executive order. He could do that with one wave of the, of the pen. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously it's tough. You have a, a 50, 50 Senate and there's still the filibuster and Joe Manchin and Kirsten cinema are just the fucking worst. So I, I understand you can't do much. Is she like um, a disguised Republican? Has she well, like she, crossed? Has she crossed over or what? She she more or less votes democratically. So like her politics are democratic, but the preservation of the filibuster is just uh, a self fulfilling prophecy to give to just give Congress back to Republicans because that's the thing about moderates man you don't accomplish anything right if you don't if you don't give liberal voters um uh evidence of uh, that, that you can do a better job and you can actually improve their lives what's the point and you can't do any of that if the filibuster is in place with a 50 50 senate so it's yeah i'm 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 pretty much done with uh with biden and a lot of a lot of the democrats it's I don't know. You know, I, I I convinced a few friends to vote for Biden and Democrats in 2020, and I will I will do the same in 2022 because it's again it, it it's better. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to convince people to do it again. Yeah. When they don't, you know, show up for us. It, it, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're, you're much more tuned with the issue, so I, I get that. Uh, from a surface level, it is just nice to just have somebody who, 
isn't doing daily pressers, isn't tweeting dumb shit, isn't being embarrassing all the time. Like that part of it, that I is something. Just, it is yeah. just so to, nice and, to have somebody know, there that doesn't embarrass you every day. That is something. Yeah, yeah. But I I get what you're saying. Like, look, the the student loan thing for sure, the weed thing. Yeah, that's silly. Um, I don't know. To some degree, though, you had to know like a lot of those things weren't going to happen, right? Like, I mean, we've There's, you don't well, have to be you don't have to be well educated to know that things politicians say on the campaign trail oftentimes don't happen. Sure, but there's know. literally nothing preventing him from doing the student loan thing. There's sure. literally nothing preventing him from removing weed from being a Schedule One drug. Are they just simply are they dancing are they dancing too lightly because they they're afraid of the pushback because they, the country is so on eggshells or well biden ran on bipartisanship right so they are trying to first draw up these bills in a bipartisan way give the republicans the ability to say no or maybe you know maybe you can get mitt romney or lisa murkowski on board so you can say it's bipartisan but it's not happening mm-hmm. so they need you get two years of this majority and we're almost, you know, we're six months through this majority now. So we're a quarter of a way done with it. If Diane Feinstein dies, a uh, democratic Senator out of California, she's like 88 years old or Patrick Leahy or all these geriatric Democrats. Hey, one hey, of them hey. dies. Leahy's have great genes, great genes. That's why he's still alive right now after being in Congress for 40 years. But if one of those people dies, it's gone. And now Republicans have the Senate again. That could, that could well, happen tomorrow. There's also some Republican senators that might lose at midterms, right? I mean. Uh, well, well, look, when when a, a party comes in, takes power, they have the presidency. The following midterm, history tells us they get their asses handed to them. So I, I encourage all of my friends to get out and vote for Democrats. But uh the cards are stacked against us, historically mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. I think Democrats have a slightly favorable Senate map, but I, I don't know. I think we're going to lose the House. Um, so you, you, know, you have to get shit done for people to convince them that you should be the party in power. Right. And they, they're just not doing that. What are some – so for the most part, you're disenchanted. You're not happy. No. Uh Positive. What are some positives coming out of the new presidency? Obviously, the the COVID checks. That's been nice, mm-hmm. right? Um, joining the Paris Peace Climate Agreement again, right? Yeah, but it, I mean, it looks like they're leaving a lot of climate stuff out of the infrastructure bill. Okay. There is going to be an infrastructure bill, right? Obviously, yeah. not what it. Like, it's a very light version. But yeah, but it's better than what would happen when Republicans are in office. Right. They just let buildings collapse. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 better. It's better. And that's important. Yeah. I'm just really tired of incremental change. I hear you. Uh, Politically, you know, the other big the big thing now, right? uh, Critical race theory. Hmm. what's hmm. going on with that and that that i mean you tell that's me my, that's, social studies teacher that's, that's that's my career right <clears throat> yeah 
So basically, what it is in reality to Republicans, to conservatives, is any history that makes me uncomfortable and challenges the myths that I was taught growing up. That's that's really what it boils down to. They will describe it as um, educating kids and telling them that they are racist. That's how it is described by conservatives. Uh, I mean, in a nutshell, right? It's what they don't want us to teach is they don't want you to teach about slavery. They don't want you to teach about how that, you know, has been part of our country. They don't want to teach about racism and racist institutions or, you know, longstanding struggles black people have faced. Right. They don't want you to teach all of those kind of realities. And their argument, right, is that you're going to make little white Johnny feel guilty about who he is or where he came from or that he should, you know, feel bad for being white. That kind of thing. Has that ever happened? No. I mean, I, 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 I read. Go ahead. I read more shit that is critical of the United States and critical of white society than probably anybody, you know, anybody I know. Um, I've never once felt bad about being white. Yeah. I, I've never in the, this will be my 10th year teaching. So I've been almost doing this a decade now. If you count student teaching and subbing, I've been doing it 10 years. I teach social studies. So I have taught the African slave trade. I have taught slavery. I have taught, civil rights movement i have taught you know european imperialism you name it mm-hmm. i have never once and i largely teach the white kids there are minority students you know but largely you know 80 percent plus white kids i've never had a white student like say anything to me about like feeling embarrassed or feeling bad or feeling angry you know I think most kids, most kids just kind of sit there and take it in. I think there's probably a lot of kids that just don't care, right? They just, I hate history, whatever. Mm-hmm. You do, get, there are, there are kids that are like, wait, that actually happened. Like people actually did that, right? I like, have that, re- I have that realization every day. Right. Um, but I've, and here's the other thing. I've, these things have been taught for years. I've never once had a single parent ever contact me and say why are you teaching this my kid feels uncomfortable right you just wait though this is oh it's gonna be bad this year yeah um and and i and as the head of my department i like i i feel like i'm gonna have i'm gonna probably meet with my principal early on um just to talk about it because i i just feel like this year now there's going to be probably multiple parent contacts that either I or just other social studies teachers will experience because of all this stuff. And here's the thing, right? Like what I was getting at was we've taught this stuff forever and I've never once, and I know the teachers I work with have never once said like, you need to feel like you as a white person need to feel guilty about this or like you need to feel bad about like, I think we all should look at it and be like, man, that was a terrible thing. Let's make sure this doesn't happen again. Like, why did it happen? That kind of stuff. I've never had a parent ever 
contact me about that. But now all of a sudden, because Republican politicians and Tucker Carlson and all those Fox News people have decided that they're going to use a buzzword called critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Now all the dummies start regurgitating that. And now all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to have probably multiple parents contacting about why, you know, this, this, or this. Um, and I'll be interested to see, you know, in the school district I teach in, right. We've been doing a lot of like equity training mm-hmm. and um, reaching out to minority organizations in the community mm-hmm. about their thoughts on what we teach I'll be interested to see if that keeps going, right? Because that's all the stuff that the white conservatives don't they why should teachers be getting equi- equity training? Why should they be getting cultural diversity training? That needs to stop. Right? So, I'm interested to see how that plays out this year. Yeah, I mean, it it's you're going to deal with it if not this year sometime soon because big money conservative groups are spending a lot of money on individual uh, school board races in this country, which is insane, which is something no big money groups have ever done. Um, Tucker Carlson is calling out individual educators and administrators on his show each night. Um, I mean, they're, they're doing this. They're doing this because they don't have anything to actually run on. Um, while I'm very disappointed in Biden, his, his poll numbers are good and they are good among independents and conservatives also, relatively speaking to say Obama. Um, so critical race theory right now is just the caravan from Uh 2018. It's, we don't have anything to run on. Let's get people scared. And that's all it is. Um, I can imagine school board meetings. I mean, they were already, I know they were already tense this year with COVID just because, School boards had to battle mask mandates and, you know, school closures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that probably continues on for the next few years with all this, like, critical race theory stuff. Oh, you the, know what I mean? Like, the shit I've seen on Twitter, because I follow, like, a couple local journalists and a few places throughout the country, and, like, people have been arrested at school board meetings. They, <laughs> there have been packed houses where they just berate people. Um and they just don't know what they're, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what is going on in classrooms. Mm-hmm. I, I saw one um, one scene out of Tennessee on Twitter where people did not want the Ruby Bridges story told. Um, that was one of the first, I think, the first black girl to um, desegregate a Louisiana elementary school back in the day. And they didn't want that story taught and they didn't want pictures shown of angry white people of the angry white mob that came after her as she walked to school every day. Yeah. Why would you not want that known? Who are you you protecting um, by trying to, uh, you know, get that off the, the lesson plan? And once again, like. This is not. This is not like revisionist history, like. The picture, I mean, well, well, first the of all, all history is revisionist. Sure. Like we all interpret it and, and well, and know, it's always getting expanded upon. Right, and, right. You know, I guess what I'm getting at is that picture of that angry white mob. Mm-hmm. Like that's a primary source. Like that's a picture. Yeah, that's not altered. Like that's just a picture. So like when if I show a picture to my students, I am not on some agenda. I am literally just showing them a picture that was taken 50 years ago. 
Yeah. I don't need, I don't have to say a word to the kids. I can just say, here, class, here's a picture of Ruby Bridges going to school. And then I don't need to say another word. I just want you to look at it. Okay. All right. Hey, and then most of the time we'll have a discussion on it. And yeah. maybe that's where things could get dicey. You've got to really carefully craft your questions and all that sort of stuff. But like to just show a picture and be like, I want you guys to see a picture, an actual picture of this event. And yeah, like you said, what are they hiding? Why, why, if you're a white parent in Utah, why are you so angry about a picture of a girl going to school in Louisiana 60 years ago? Why does that bother you so much? Because it challenges the very basic myths we were all taught growing up that America is the land of freedom, the land of opportunity, that no matter who you are, uh, you know, you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make something of yourself. And if the United States government and state governments have made it hard for people throughout the founding of this country, if they've made it hard for those people to get ahead, ahead, that challenges the, you know, supposed colorblindness right. of this country. Right. Um, you know, conservative politicians will get up on stage and say that the United States was not founded as a racist nation. Despite yeah. the fact that there were 9 million enslaved people throughout this country when it was founded and that they counted as three fifths of a person. <laughs> I mean, it's an, it's a never, it's an unwinnable battle because both sides are just, gonna but for the conservatives that always talk about revisionist history and how the liberals twist history, this or that, they're doing the exact same thing, right? Like mm -hmm. yeah. uh, when they sit there and go, the country wasn't built on slavery or racism or whatever. Like you're, you're literally just twisting, you know, I think was it maybe you tweeted something or I saw it on uh, somebody else posted it about uh, they were arguing that the founding fathers were actually working towards ending slavery. They were just doing it very slowly. <laughs> like, Bullshit. I don't know about that. You know, the I mean, vast so, like, majority that, of those signers of that document owned right. human beings. So to Thomas me, Jefferson like, was married, quote unquote, yeah. married to one. So to me, when you sit there and go like, oh, the, you know, the left has, they're just, they want to revise all this history to make it, make us look bad. The country look bad. It's like, well, you're also like twisting it in your own little way. And in fact, well, what you're doing is kind of just whitewashing it in a sense of like, you don't ever want to admit that there's any wrong. Like, yeah, in the uh, same way that, you know, we've talked about it before, the lost cause narrative after the Civil War, there were huge lobbying groups that made it so their particular history that they liked made it into textbooks throughout mm. the country. Um, so it's it's just that the history that's being taught, and I don't even know if anything has changed all that much recently. You've been teaching, you know, the past 10 years. I don't know how much your curriculum has changed to include more of you know, this stuff, but, um, I would say in the last, um, probably in the last two, two years or so, there's been a bigger push. Cause if you look at, so the two States that really drive textbooks are California and Texas, obviously two big States, right? So if you're, if you are a textbook publisher, like McGraw Hill or Pearson's or whoever, uh, you make your, a lot of your dough, from the big states like that right so you want to write your books 
in a way that those states like it, right? And I don't even think even if those states didn't drive it, I think these books would still be this way. But you look at any typical high school history book, it's very white centric. Uh, I teach world history. You look at a world history book. The chapter, a lot of chapters are focused, obviously, on European history when they do cover chapters of like Asia or Africa they lump like all the countries kind of together, you know, like Africa is always viewed right as like this one large country almost like most. Yep. And that a lot of kids don't like a lot of kids think that like, no, actually Africa is like 48 different countries, but and it's huge. Um, yeah. So I'd say in the last, what I'm trying to get at here is like the last couple of years, like our district at least has kind of said, we need to teach more non-white history, like from a world history perspective, if we're going to, if literally the title of the class is called world history, yeah, we can't spend 80 percent just talking about white Europeans like that's not world history. So I'd say in the last couple of years, it's been really there's been more of a push. But I mean, it hasn't been a. Giant push where it's been where where the conservatives would say, like, we're on this total liberal agenda where we're not even teaching European history anymore, you know, like. And it, and it always comes. There's always the the cognitive dissonance with conservatives they they market themselves as the tougher side of the coin right Uh bootstraps whatnot you know fuck your feelings liberal shit like that if you don't want your land taken don't let us take it love it or leave it type shit yeah um but like it's just a profound sign of weakness if you have a problem with learning your own country's history and and why you would want to baby your children like that. Um, why, why the truth makes you so uncomfortable. It's just another thing on the list of why conservatives today are just some of the biggest, um, bitches in the world. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, if, uh, if Mr. Hammer joins us on this, I, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't say all conservatives. Cause I, I know a lot of conservatives that don't buy into this shit. Um, but may, maybe it's just, you know, the Trumpers, yeah. maybe I should, I should say. I don't you know the scary thing right is that what we're seeing now and we didn't bring this up either is uh this spring this you know past 3 months 4 or 5 months these at the state level a lot of these conservative controlled states are passing a lot of bills right so there's a lot of education bills coming out mm-hmm. where they're basically saying if your school district teaches this or teaches that we're going to take funding away safe uh, space yep there's been a lot of transgender bills that have been getting passed in Wisconsin, not getting passed, but being brought up. Right. Um, and obviously there's been a lot of just like election bills too, you know, basically trying to prevent, you know, make it tougher to vote. But like, you know, the, for example, I think it was in Tennessee, one of the bills that I think was passed, it was an education bill. And part of that bill was if a teacher is going to teach about, a gay topic, something about <laughs> the LGBTQ community. Yeah. It could just be a gay figure, a famous gay figure or an event or an organization, whatever. Mm-hmm. The teacher has to give X amount of day notice to every parent of a student in that class. And the parents can choose to opt their kids out. Yeah. You know, oh, you're going to teach about a gay person today. Yeah, I don't want my kid hearing about that. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's that's weakness. Well, and that's the thing is like, look, you cannot agree with homosexuality for whatever reason, but for you to 
not allow your 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 kid to learn about the world like you can shelter them all you want uh, gay but they're people, gonna go to college at some well, time but gay people aren't going away like yeah. there's always going to be but gay people just here, like though. yeah, yeah. Uh, so by you, th- if you think by like them not learning about some famous gay person that you're protecting them, yeah. well, you know what? Like in two years when they go to college, they're gonna meet gay people, and like that, there's gonna be gay people their whole lives. So like I, I don't get it. I don't like let your kid learn these things. Let them be exposed to the world and let them make their own decisions. Like I don't know this whole well, app. That's that strikes me crazy. as a as a huge tenet of conservatism too. You know, um, uh, what the hell's McCain? Megan McCain. Megan McCain. You know, she had a baby recently, and now right. she's she's come out in full support of paid parental leave. And she's, you know what? It, you know, I, it, until it happened to me, right. I couldn't get on board with this. Right. I remember. Um, I think it's Rob Portman, senator from Ohio, um, now supports um, gay marriage because his son came out as gay. Yeah, it's it's a fundamental part of I think conservatism to not have an opinion on something until it physically affects yeah. you, and if you yeah if you deny your children the ability to learn things and experience things, you're just making shitty adults. Well, and that's that's such a shitty argument. Like for Megan McCain to sit there, first and foremost. I could care less what her opinion is. And the fact that I, the the fact that I had to like, anytime I got online, I saw headlines about how this is going to be her last season on the view. I don't get why. Why is she on? Why is she on? She was just, she was the, she's the daughter of this famous Senator who cares. Right. But the fact that her argument, right. Is I never supported parental pay until it happened to me. Yeah. Uh, That doesn't win you any points. Like you just come off as, in a, a rich entitled person even more mm, and um, i think to some really if I'm low a working, information liberals that probably yeah. did a lot but if i'm a working class mother and i'm seeing megan mccain who came from wealth came from uh extreme wealth i think cindy fame, mccain was yeah. wealthy before first and foremost she doesn't need megan mccain doesn't need paid parental care if I'm a working class mother and I hear her say that on the view, <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better. Like, oh, I'm glad she supports that now. Like, yeah. uh, but, I don't know. You know it's, shallow, it's shallow. It's it's dense. It's, think about how many of us, because it's been a topic of conversation the last couple of years, how many of us learned of the Tulsa uh, massacre in the past right. couple of years? Right. I didn't know what Juneteenth was uh, a decade ago. Right. And now it's a national holiday. So if if you if you don't allow your children to learn our history, they're going to be surprised like hell, and they're probably not going to think it's real. Yeah. Um, for them yeah. to learn that the Tulsa massacre is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So I, you know, that's yeah, that is something I I really really care about because you know just like you, history is is my thing. So to see um you know predominantly in the South, but just in, in Republican legislatures to see these bills crop up is terrifying. You had an exciting day yesterday, uh, historically, right? You were all over Twitter for a part of the day. Yesterday? Big things going down in the South yesterday. Oh, um, yeah. Kind of uh, 
kind of in the same vein there. Um, Charlottesville, Virginia, which was the site of that um, Unite the Right rally. Was probably like five fine people, ago. fine people, very fine people on both sides speech uh, where a woman died. Uh, they got rid of a um, Robert E. Lee statue. They got rid of a Stonewall Jackson statue. Uh, they got uh, rid of a Sacagawea statue. They got rid of uh, another one of a dude like riding up to Native Americans. Um, Why'd they get rid of the Sacagawea one? Well, I think just I would just ass- to get rid of things that like don't pertain to them. Or well, I would assume I I have no idea, but I would assume Native Americans don't like her being used as a token. Gotcha. Uh, also, by Lewis and Clark opening up the West to America, um, just led to death and destruction. So I, I sure. don't, okay. They like that. I, I just, I, 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 I was curious why I, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. So yeah, anytime a, a Confederate statue gets, uh, taken down, that's, that's a good day. And I, I definitely like, you'd love, to, you'd love to get in, a, in a, a car and drive down and sit in a lawn chair and drink a six pack watching that, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I said yesterday, like, I wish Madison had one so that I could tailgate its removal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's critical race theory, those statues. Um, they they were traitors who lost a war very badly, um, and they should not be celebrated. Yeah. So uh, what you what you been watching, what you been reading lately? Uh, yeah, it's been three months. What have I finished? Um, any recommendations for the listeners? If any of you are history buffs, I guess, uh, I read, um, a book about the Spanish civil war that I finished at work called Spain in our hearts. Mm. It's about like American participation. It was great book. Um, just finished, uh, guns, germs, and steel. You familiar with that one? I I am. I've heard of it. I've never read it. It came out first in like 1997. I bought it a while ago, like a Goodwill, and I'm just finally getting around to it. Um, yeah. But it's basically explaining how, you know, why it is <laughs> that um, Spain and England and France colonized North America and not why the Aztecs, you know, invaded the UK. Um, sure. So that was pretty interesting. Um, I'm reading now. Uh, it's called um, Lakota America, which is kind of a story of uh, a Native American empire that existed for a couple hundred years out west. They're the the ones that defeated Custer at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Sure, sure, sure. Um, as far as what I've watched recently, um, season two of I Think You Should Leave. Is so what is the show? I saw you tweeting it like crazy. I've never I've heard talked of about it. it. I've talked about it before. On the Have show. you? Yeah. It's with this dude. His name's Tim Robinson, and he used to be on SNL, I think mostly as a writer. Um, and season one, by and large, was just like the skits that couldn't make it to SNL because they were too dumb. Okay. So it, it's a skit show. There's six episodes a season. They're 15 minutes long, and it's just the dumbest most obnoxious uh skits you'll ever see and i'm i'm just obsessed with the show if you've seen like the the hot the guy in a hot dog costume meme on twitter that's where it came from it's just 
It's just meme fuel. I'm gonna go eat it. What's Carrie? What's Carrie saying to you? She left some food out for me, and she wanted to know if she should put it away. And I said, "No, woman, I'm gonna eat it." Mm-hmm. And I licked my lips. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, the other big news for me is I'm sure you saw. Yeah, you got a hold of a PS5, huh? I did. How'd you How'd you do that? If you know, finally the stars aligned because there's. You know, there's two different ways you can get one. You can buy it online or you can buy it when it drops in store. And I have uh, an app on my phone that will let me know when the, there's a stock drop, you know, whether it's Amazon or Best Buy or whatever. Yep. And uh, every time I've, you know, I haven't been like gung ho about it. I was like, maybe I can get one by Christmas if I don't yeah. get one, whatever. But it finally worked out. I woke up uh, to work out Friday morning. So I was getting back uh, to my apartment and having my uh, morning constitutional. And uh, that's a poop, everyone. That's a poop. Uh, the um, the alert came across the wire. It was for Target. I didn't know if it was in store or um, online, but I just punched in all the information as fast as I possibly could, and it was in stock at the Fitchburg Target, and I got it. And picked it up uh, over lunch on Friday. And nice. What feels are you playing? Uh, a lot of cyberpunk. Okay. That was that game that came out back in December that was just Is it better shit. than it was on PS4? It's night and day. It's 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 yeah. a very good game. It was dog shit on PS4, but on PS5 it's good. Okay. All right. Well, I but, think our listeners will be happy to know you have finally gotten a hold of a PS5. Yeah. I will continue to to play a PS4 for probably the next, like, three, four, five years. Well, you have a lot of stuff to catch up on, obviously. I yeah. There's there's no possible way. Yeah, you have less time. I, I, I don't think until the kids are, like, growing up a bit more. We can leave them I'll have I'll, like, yeah, like, so literally, literally I'll be playing PS3 games and PS4 games probably eight years from now because I'm just, I'll just be, like, catching up, I feel like. Well, eight you know, years like, from for, now, for example, be a like new this summer. system. Yeah, I just feel like I'm going to get to a point where it's just, like, I'm not going to be able to keep well, I'm just saying, like, you could get a PS5 for, like, 200 yeah. bucks by then. Though what, what will probably keep me up with the systems will be if my kids are playing video games. You know, like, like when Margo and Felix are 10 years old. Uh, hey dad, I want the PS7. Mm-hmm. So like, we'll probably get the new consoles, and that's how I'll stay up to date a little bit. But I feel like they'll be playing the PS7, and dad will be like in another room still playing his PS4 games. Like, yeah. I- I'm finally gonna finish The Witcher that I bought 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, you know, like for example, with new right, DLC. yeah, I know. Uh, like this summer, I'm playing Skyrim again. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say again because I've never passed it. But, like, that's, like, a 200-plus-hour game. Yeah. I'm not going to pass that. And that's, I'm not going to I'm not gonna pass it before summer's over because I just, I had, like, I haven't played it in, like, six days. I don't think um, you're going to complete because you're a completionist. Yeah. There's too much. You'll what never will, complete What will happen is, like, school will start. I won't be playing at all. And then I'll just lose interest. And if I ever pick it up again, I'll be like, I'm going to start over. Mm-hmm. Well, starting is the best part. Yeah, so I don't know, uh, but good for you, man. Thank I'm, you. I'm, how 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 much different is a PS5 from a PS? Like, is it like astronomically better? 
Uh, no. It you know it, when you compare the final year of PS4 to the final year of PS5, that will be. Yeah. Um, but because you know Cyberpunk was made for PS4 and PS5, uh, you know that doesn't look that much better than the great. You know, Last of Us Two on PS4 looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, haven't tried that on PS5. I'll probably wait. I just played it like last year. Um, so uh, until I buy a game that was specifically made for PS5, I, I won't really know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, my PS4 games look better when I play them on a PS5. They sure. load faster. So that's nice. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks are playing tonight. They're in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Right. They are doing their best Wisconsin sports team impression right now. They're down. They're down two zero. Anybody that's a Wisconsin fan of like any Wisconsin sport, kind of just you just feel like here we go again. First and foremost, it's awesome they're in the finals. Like it's great yep. to see the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA finals. This was their year to do it. The stars align. Nets had some injured stars. I don't think if the Nets have all big three playing the whole series, I don't think the Bucks probably win that series. Definitely I don't not. think I don't think this is the best best Bucks team. I think two years ago when they blew that series against the Raptors was the best team they ever had. Yep. That was probably their best year. But they would have run into what the Warriors or the Lakers in the NBA Finals that year. Uh, Ra- Raptors beat the Warriors, I think. Yeah. So you know you don't know if you would have won that, but. I don't know. I've watched I watched basically all of game one. I didn't watch any of the second half of game two because they just the uh, they're just frustrating. First and foremost, I like you. I know you absolutely hate the NBA. I don't, but mm-hmm. I also have a hard time watching it. Yeah. There's so much flopping. There are so many fake fouls. I've never been able to totally get over the fact that they travel almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, are they phenomenal athletes? Is it crazy to see them hit three after three after three? Yes. Uh, but it's just like, I don't Look, know. I, I'm, I, just, I, I, I'm just tuned to be a college guy. I just, I, it, it is what yeah. it is. So if the Bucks lose, I will not be like heartbroken. Will I be bummed? Sure. Do I want them to win? Yes. But they are definitely breaking Wisconsin fans' hearts, just like the Badgers do every year, and the Packers have done for the past number of years. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a little different, you know, because the Packers have been good for your entire life. The Badgers for have the been most good. part. I've seen some. I've seen some four and twelve and six and ten. Sure, seasons. but by and large, they've yes. been good. Yes, yes, yes. For your entire the ba- the Badger football has been good for just about your entire life. Yes. Badger basketball, more or less, has been fun to watch and good. Until guard took over, yes. Based on our standards for your yes. entire life, or at least since like 2000. Yeah. Um, the Bucks have been dog shit for yeah. a long time. Yep. They had that one year with like Ray Allen, Sam Cassell. Yes, 2001. And uh, I think they were a playoff team for a few years there with Michael Red. Maybe. But Maybe. yeah. Basically, from what like I don't mid two thousands to like twenty, probably a good decade there. 
they were just dog doo doo. Like I yeah. think they drafted Giannis in maybe like 2015-ish or so. Um, and even his first couple of years, they were like maybe an eight seed if they were if they were lucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is much more amazing. The fact that the Bucks are doing this, and it's in a a sport that does super teams. Yeah. Right. Like like the NFL, you can't. I mean, you could argue the Buccaneers were kind of a super team. There was a lot of, like, guys that just flocked to the Buccaneers last year. They'd sign league minimums to go play there. But it's you can't really do super teams in the NFL because of no. salary cap, and you've got to field 56 guys. and Really no other sport you can. Yeah. Baseball maybe because, you know, the salary cap thing. But there, there's no it, salary cap, yeah. If you just – if you get – you know, that's why I hate the Nets, and I, I was glad the, the uh, Bucks beat them. You have – Three top ten players on one team. Three Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah, that should never happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for for that reason, I hate the NBA. Um. And I watch. Really, basically, I mean, every championship for what the last decade has yeah. been some sort of super team, probably. You know, I'm I'm all for players having the power, um, but you know, there there are consequences to that, and it's made the league so uninteresting to me yeah uh, but I, I watched game seven of of that series i was on that bachelor party where i ran into you um it was unwatchable to me and and that <laughs> and that should be that should be you know the zenith of of you should be excited basketball. even yeah even if you're not a, a nba fan you should be like this game For is all awesome. the shit that you talked about like the flopping the nothing calls the the traveling uh i watched the second half and I was so uninterested. And then overtime hit, and I was so uninterested. And three shots were made in that overtime. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that should – a game seven in a conference finals should be what you show to an alien saying, check this out. This is what – you know, this is yeah. the best that the sport is. And I, I was so bored. And I get to, you know, every sport has that kind of gamesmanship where you're kind of bending the rules and you're seeing what you can get away with and stuff. But the more I watch NBA games and I see guys flopping on shots Mm -hmm. or uh, they go up for a rebound and they scream and they're like, like pretending like they got hit in the face and they didn't get hit. It's soccer. Yeah. NBA yeah, I mean, to some degree, it's like soccer. It's like watching people just flop around on the field, like yeah. like fish out of water. We shouldn't um, pretend like this doesn't happen in college because it it can. Yeah. But this is the major leagues of of like you said, uh, European soccer. But the the difference is in college when they try to do that stuff. I think the refs, a lot of it comes down to the refing. Uh, refs in college don't call that stuff. Yeah. They don't. And and the rules in college are different in regards or they'll, to they'll, like and they'll ones. call it technical. They'll call it technical on Brad Davis right. to do it. Right. You know, NBA or the college does have their annoying things. You know, this whole replays on uh, hooking and stuff oh like that. Oh my god! Yeah, that shit. That that's gotten crazy. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say college is like, you know, not perfect. Yeah. But yeah, there have been so many times I've been watching Bucks games this year. You know, because I, I won't watch every game, but like I'll, you know, here and there I'll be like, all right, I'm going to watch them tonight. And I'll get, you know, a few minutes in and then like that, I'll start seeing that stuff. I'm like, I can't stand watching. There'll be players like for the Suns, Devin Booker, who is a great player. Don't get me wrong. 
him and Chris Paul are like frequent floppers. They they act like they get hit on every shot, and it just, it gets to be so much. I can't watch. I just it it just annoys me. Like I can't it, watch you do this again. Like it's like so many things. It's a weakness thing. Good. Jesus Christ. Good. That's just all grapes. That's just straight grapes. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Good for you. Um, I don't I'm on know. A great like diet. I would feel like such a wuss if I, you know, faked fouls like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, anyways, they're in the play. They're in the finals. They're playing tonight. They absolutely need to win tonight. Yeah, they don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. The, the Bucks are so hit and miss too. Like I've watched enough Bucks this year to know they will look great one game, and the next game it's like they're not running back on defense. Um, Chris Middleton, who can be phenomenal one game, will then like play like absolute dot like dog duty. Like, yeah, most all stars guys that are like top players, and that's what he's supposed to be. They don't have a lot of off games, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can almost chalk Giannis up every game for twenty five, at least twenty, yeah, twenty five plus points and twelve plus rebounds. Like that's almost guaranteed. But Middleton hasn't hit 20 this series. LeBron James, like him or not like him, the dude is guaranteed to put up stats, you know, every game. Now, do some of these guys, they have to take like 30 shots to get there? Yeah, they do, but I don't know. So anyways, that's that's going on too. Anything else? Um, Good news, Italy tied it up in the UEFA final. I don't have any interest in it other than I want to see England lose because I'm Irish. So uh, I've, I've, I've paid attention to it the last few games. That explains your tweet today. I didn't know what you meant by Italian today. Yeah. So wait, you care, you care enough about soccer right now? I just want England to lose always. Okay. In everything. Okay. Um, but we yeah, will, we will, pull that out. we will uh, probably pod next week again sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Olympics are coming up. Ah. And anytime the Olympics come around, it, it it harkens back to when we started this podcast, right? That was yep. Brazil, 2016. Uh, Ryan Lochte stories and stuff like that. The Olympics were supposed to happen last year, obviously, but uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Frankly, the Japanese people don't want it there this year again. Nobody. And they've should. actually had they've actually had some outbreaks. Yeah. Um, it sounds like there's going to be no fans in the stands. Nope. So. For an American athlete, and I think probably other other countries too, we've been having fans in stands lately. Mm-hmm. So to go back to no fans is probably going to be a, be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, are you an Olympics guy? I mean, I, Carrie and I get pretty oh. excited about it. We'll sit and watch, you know, basically every day. Some sort I love of the Olympics. Weird sport. I, lo- I love I love watching it and immediately being an expert on yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I still remember like watching gymnastics with my dad. And him talking. Oh, she bobbled. Nope, she bobbled on that one. Nope, that's just, she ain't gonna get a ten on that. Uh, I can picture you know, Dave doing that. Dave's the, become a gymnastics uh, judge. You know, I think Wisconsin really got into curling the last yeah. Winter Olympics because we had yeah. a, a, a yeah. Madison native in it. So no, I love that shit. I love that it's going on at all times, and I I always love international competitions. So yeah, you know, even if if uh, United States made the World Cup. Uh, I would pay attention to it. Yeah. 
I, I get interested in it because it's sports that you don't normally see you get introduced yeah. to different like so like last week we were just sitting around the house i put we i uh have a peacock subscription right nbc covers the olympics they had all of the um track and field um what the hell they call that Relips. the american the the pre the american re, uh how they decide who's on the american teams yeah I forget what the what the hell they call it anyways there's like six days of it i was watching like the first day just watch it like yeah. 400 sprints 1500 women's rate like i don't know it's just it's just kind of cool to me it's relax uh, the olympics are relaxing too because all those sports i mean there's obviously ones that like can get pretty exciting but there's a lot of olympic sports you can just sit there and the uh announcers are just like very calm mm-hmm nice soft voices you know, like you can just chill you can just sit on your couch watch the olympics did you see the men's basketball team they lost, lost yesterday nigeria? nigeria yeah they lost nigeria was 30 point underdogs now i know it's Man. an exhibition game yeah uh and the u.s does not have their best team this year no i was but, looking at it the other day like and granted i don't know names like i used to yeah. Uh, but there's a, I mean, there's, there's some good players on there, but, um, they have a lot of all-stars, but like, it's not, they're not, yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant's on the team. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, um, Dom Lillard, Damian Lillard. Um, yeah, Kevin Love's also on the team. So like, yeah, he's, he was an interesting one cause he played like 20 games all year. And I think like, they just needed just, a white guy. He's just not the same. But I mean, yeah, obviously they're not fielding like the, you know, best team they possibly could. Uh, but that's still a way better team than like any other team can field. I don't know. I'm sure it was just. I heard Nigeria hit like 33s, which you know, in any basketball game, if the if the opposing team just shoots like that, you're not going to win. That's basically what happened to the Bucks game too. The Suns hit like 23s or something like that. And it's like, you just, it is what it is. You're not going to win. Uh, but you still should not lose to Nigeria, even if it's an exhibition game. Yeah. I suppose some of those people, you know, just only had like two weeks worth of rest before starting this. So. Yeah. And I mean, and they're without the Bucks players. Right. Uh, yeah. There's I don't two know Bucks if there's any guys. Suns players on the team. I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, you're right. Like those guys are literally gonna, they're literally gonna finish up the finals next week, mm-hmm. and be on the U.S. team. Like if if the Bucks Suns go seven games, they will finish up like end of next week. I'm pretty sure like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday would have. They're like literally gonna finish up the series if it goes seven games and like fly to Tokyo probably like the next day. Yeah. And they're probably playing on the U.S. team like the day after that. So like and those guys haven't been like that's the other thing, too, is that Nigeria team. That's probably got a bunch of guys that play together with all the time. Mm -hmm. The U.S. team is always just like you throw all stars together. So chemistry is maybe not always there. I don't know. Well, you got anything else? Also, fun fact, on Nigeria's team, there are eight players currently in the NBA. They do have a lot of, yeah, 
so Nigeria has a lot of American guys on their team, but their parents are, you know, from Nigeria. Yeah, so they have citizenship. Yeah, I mean, you see that a lot in soccer. Um, I don't know who's all on the Nigeria team, but I know one of the the Bucks rookie, Jordan uh, Wara. He's a rookie from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, he's part of the Nigerian national team. But, I mean, he grew up in the United States. Yeah, Jaleel Okafor, I think he has also been in the United States his whole life. Yeah. Is he the one from Duke? Yeah, or, he's yeah. never, yeah, he hasn't really had much of an NBA career. He's basically kind of floated around, but he's a role guy. I don't know. Other than that, I don't know much. Uh, I don't know much, man. Well, I mean, it's it's a, a pretty good episode back. We, we hour and thirty six minutes. That's pretty long for us. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and eat tacos when we get done here. All right. I don't know what I'm gonna eat, but it's probably something that I could care less about. So I'm sure it'll be nutritious. I won't yep. say delicious because uh, you don't season anything apparently. You look smaller. Have you have you been changing up? You doing less reps these days, or I'm rocking my fever tank top. That's why. Uh, yeah. Makes me look svelte. Yeah. You look like a total meathead with that white tank top on. Like if you had white Oakleys. Oh, I don't on, wear it out. If you had white Oakleys on, you would look like the biggest douche nozzle ever. I mean, that if I see a grown man in a tank top out, I assume they're a douche nozzle. So you will never see me. Okay. Dub does not go out in tank tops. Nope. Got it. All right, buddy. Well, we can end this one. I'm sure you're itching to get back to PS5. Mm-hmm. You've probably just got the game on pause right now, don't you? No, it's 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 sleeping. Oh, okay. You're being you're being environmentally friendly. I knew this would be a long one. Okay. Good deal. All, All right, right bro. Now. You enjoy them tacos. You you enjoy your tacos. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.